Well, good morning. It is good, as always, to be with you and to have this opportunity to spend together time in God's Word. Our series in the new year, Matters of the Heart, as Pastor John shared with you. Again, there are these certain things that matter to God, and so they should matter to us too as His people, as His church. Um, When Michaela was doing the children's message, I saw some of you out there, you know, the big kids, the adults here, you're like, oh, I want to do it too. Some of you were even like, I could see you were kind of hiding it away. So everybody gets an opportunity to do it. Put your fingers together. All right. Here is the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors. And what do we see? All the people. All right. Look, see if you can see where you're sitting in church. All right. There you are. We are the church. We are the church. And as God's church, our heart is meant to beat for the very things that God, God's heart beats for. There are certain things that matter to God, and they are meant to matter to us, too, as his people, as the church. For example, again, we've established how eternity matters to God. And because eternity matters to God, we also know that relationships matter to God. It is, it is people, it is us, it is you and me that God wants to be with him here and now and for all eternity. Pastor Andy shared how generosity matters to God. Last week, Pastor John preached on how tithing matters to God. It's all a part of the heart, God's heart. And hopefully it's a part of our heart too. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, this opportunity to be together as your people. Thank you for calling us together. And as your word, again, as it teaches us, knowing that there are certain things that matter to you, may they matter to us as well. And as your people, help all of us to see our parts, how you've gifted us, the person you've made us to be, and knowing that when everyone is living out his or her part, all the other parts, the whole church, your body, is healthy and growing and full of love. And so may that be true of us here today and all of God's people said, Amen. Today is about how ministry matters to God. Now that word ministry, it can be a little misleading at times. If you were to look up ministry and to search its definition, this is what you would find. Ministry, noun, the work or vocation of a minister of religion. Now that is a true definition. Pastor John is called to ministry. I am called to ministry. It is true of pastors, uh, a minister of religion. In fact, that's part of our reading today. In Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 12, it says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and yes, pastors and teachers. But notice it doesn't end there. It goes on to say their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Peter also speaks to this. In 1 Peter 2, 9-10, he says, you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. 
Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you have received God's mercy. Do you see a theme in there? You. You and me. You and me who are called by God. You see, because of Jesus, what Jesus has done for you and me on the cross in his suffering and his dying and his rising again, he invites us, he creates in us a new life. And as a result, we all together have a part when it comes to ministry. Listen again to these words. Ephesians 4, 15 to 16, but I'm going to read it this time from the New Living Translation. And this is what it says. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each what? Each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow So that the whole body, the church, is healthy and growing and full of love. What I want us to explore together today is the answer to this question. What's my part? In fact, can you just ask it with me? What's my part? Now some of you maybe know the answer. And if so, praise be to God. You're maybe already living out your part among the body of Christ. For others of you, maybe you're still wondering, well, that's a really good question. What what is my part? And so I want to give us four things today that will help us in answering that question. The first has to do with the P, and that is the person that God has made you and me to be. And so I have a few questions to have you consider. First, when you look at yourself, What do you see? Do you see a person who has been shaped by God? Do you see someone who has been created anew in his image? Do you see someone with gifts, God-given gifts and abilities? Do you see someone who has a heart like his, or do you see something else? You see, the reality of living in a sin-filled and broken world is that there are, at times, these other persons. For example, at times, there's the person that I don't want to be. And at other times, there's the person that I pretend to be. There's this person that I think I should be. Then there's this person that Other people want me to be. And of course, let's not forget, there's this person that I just keep failing to be. Do you know any of those persons? I think we all do from time to time. It's those persons that keep us from being the person that God has created us, that God is making us to be in Christ Jesus. And so I am thankful that there is another person, another person whose name is Jesus. Jesus who comes near to us. Jesus who searches for us. Jesus who gives his life on the cross for us. 
Jesus who dies for us, who rises for us, who becomes alive for us and invites us to live with him. Jesus who gives us a a new heart, resulting in a new identity. As we become the person that God has wanted us to be from the very beginning. I love how Tullian Tavidjan, he's the grandson of Billy Graham. He's written a number of books. One, though, is titled One Way Love. I think it's a great title to a book. It talks about how it's really one way, God loving us. And then the subtitle to the book is Inexhaustible Grace for an Exhausted World. Anyone ever feel just a little bit exhausted? Trying to be all of those other persons, to be the persons that we are not created to be, that can be exhausting. And so listen to what he says. He writes, believe it or not, Christianity is not about good people getting better. If anything, it is good news for bad people coping with their failure to be good. He says the heart The heart of the Christian faith is good news, not good advice, not good technique, not good behavior, but good news. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, my observation of Christendom is that most of us tend to base our relationship with God on our performance instead of on his grace. If we've performed well, whatever well is in our opinion, then we expect God to maybe bless us or to love us more. But if we haven't done so well, our expectations are reduced accordingly. In this sense, we live by works rather than by grace. We are saved by grace, but we are living so often by the sweat of our own performance. We live so often being or trying to be this this person or persons we were never created to be. If you have your Bibles, uh, just go back with me just two chapters from our reading. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm hoping these are familiar verses to you. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace... You have been saved through faith. And this is not your doing. It's not your work. It's not your performance. It is the gift, the free gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. It is rather the work of that one person, Jesus Christ, who died for us, who rose for us, who lives for us. And as a result, look at verse 10. We're not saved by the good that we do, but, but, but by what Christ has done for us. And as a result, we are his, his workmanship, created anew in Christ Jesus for good works. Not good works that save us, but good works that we are created to do, right? Our part, our part within the body, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk, that we should live in them. You see, dear brothers and sisters, when the gospel When the good news of Jesus takes a hold of our heart, it creates in us a new identity, resulting in a new person, the person that God has wanted us to be from the very beginning. And this is what God knows. God knows that when he has your heart, 
you begin to see what he sees. God knows that when he has your heart, you begin to care about the very things that he cares about. He knows that when he has your heart, you start to become passionate about the very things that he is passionate about. Which brings us to the second letter, the letter A. And it's all about mine and yours, our God-given abilities. God who makes us, God who loves us, he gifts us. Listen to what is said in the book, Finding Your Strengths, where the author writes, Remember that God has given you a unique combination of talents. God also places within you a calling, a calling to serve others and advance the cause of Christ and the church, a calling to what? Ministry. Your calling is what God wants you to do with your life, and your talents and strengths determine how you will get it done. When you discover your talents, that is, your God-given abilities, you begin to discover your calling. And this is what we at Messiah are called to. As we are loved by God, we are called to love God. Just as we are called to love others, and just as we are called to share Christ, to share the good news of Jesus. This is the mission of the ministry to which each of us are called to have a part. And in order to live out these very things, to love God, to love others, to share Christ, Peter in 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11 says, to live these things out, God has given each of you a gift. From his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well to serve one another and do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. And then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Amen? If you haven't already done so, I would encourage you to pray asking God, God, what what is my part? God, you, you love me, you created me, you've, you've gifted me, you've made me and are making me the person that you want me to be. What is my part? That when I'm doing it, then all the other parts are healthy and growing and the whole church, the whole body is full of love, the love of Jesus. You see, the third letter, R, is about how God has made me and you for relationships. Again, God who, who to God eternity matters. God who wants us to be with him forever. Relationship with him matters. Relationship with others matter. Relationship with those outside his body, the church, it matters. Because it matters to God. And so first and foremost, we are meant to grow in relationship with Jesus. That is first. Second. We're also meant to grow in relationship with those within the body of Christ. It's why in the New Testament we hear again and again and again, love one another. But we're also called to be in relationship with those living outside the body of Christ. In order that they might come to know Christ and have a part within his body. 
each of these three line up with the mission that we are called to. To be in relationship with Jesus, it means to love God. To be in relationship with those within the body, it means to love others. And to be in relationship with those living outside the body of Christ, it's all about sharing Christ, sharing the good news of Jesus. It's what we mean when we talk about joining Jesus on his mission. Jesus who invites us not to go and do for him, but to come alongside of him. To go with him and to join him where he is already at work. Again, as Greg Finke says in the book, Joining Jesus on His Mission, he says, Jesus' invitation is for us to seek and to recognize what, what is already happening, to watch what is already occurring, and to take note of what he is already doing in the lives of people around us, and then to join with him. Here's what he has done. The greatest thing that Jesus has done for us is to give his life for you and me. In, in 1 John 4, it says it this way, God loved us so much that he gave his son. This is real love. It doesn't start with us loving him, but him loving us and God sending his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. And then John says, hmm, you know, if God loved us that much, Ben, then maybe we should love one another. Maybe we should love in the way that he first loves us. Maybe we should love God Maybe we should love others. Maybe we should then share the good news of Jesus, which brings us to the fourth letter, T. And it's all about how God's call, his call for you and me is to live on mission together. Together with him and together with one another. Listen again to these words, Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. This is the New Living Translation. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit what? Together. Perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body, the church, is healthy and growing and full of love in light of this truth of God's word, seeing that ministry matters to God, seeing that you matter to God. I want to invite you to speak the words that you see on the screen with me. Let's say it together. God loves me. He made me, and he has a plan for me. I have a part. My personality, my new heart, my God-given gifts and abilities, even my experiences, point to the life God has made me for. Together, as his people, his church, we each have an active part in growing together in Christ's love. Together, we are invited to join him on mission. Dear friends in Christ, may these words be true of you and me. Today, as we spend time in his word, may we be reminded that ministry matters to God. And because it matters to him, it should matter to us too. To him alone be praise, glory, and honor, and all of God's people said, amen.